This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, newly introduced legislation would give FEHB participants more coverage for some assisted reproductive treatments. Two deadly helicopter crashes lead the Army to hold an aviation safety stand-down. And GAO gets a new CIO next week. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Monday, May 1st, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Government Accountability Office is getting a new technology leader. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Beth Kaloran is heading to the Government Accountability Office to be its new Chief Information Officer. She comes to GAO from the General Services Administration, where she has been Deputy CIO since 2018. Kaloran starts at GAO on May 7th. She replaces Howard Williams, who held the role for more than a decade. Among her top priorities as GAO's CIO is to continue the IT modernization work to give auditors and investigators better tools and improve the agency's cybersecurity. This is Clorin's second time as a CIO. She previously held that role for three years with HHS. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. For federal employees, new White House telework guidance is creating more questions than answers. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman has more. About 40% of feds expect their agency to increase in office work in response to the Office of Management and Budget's latest guidance. Another 40% of respondents to Federal News Network's survey say they're unsure what will happen next. The OMB memo calls on agencies to increase in-person work while still maintaining workplace flexibilities. Out of nearly 5,000 respondents to FNN's survey, a majority say telework makes them more productive and better able to meet their agency's mission. Two-thirds of respondents say they would leave their job if their agency increased requirements to come into the office. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Department of Veterans Affairs is figuring out what more in-person work looks like for its benefits workforce. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. The Veterans Benefits Administration is trying to keep workforce productivity up while complying with the Biden administration's call for more in-person work. VBA says it's already following the Office of Personnel Management's general rule of having employees work in the office at least twice per pay period. But VA Secretary Dennis McDonough says he's working with supervisors in the National Capital Region to make sure the VA is meeting the goals of a recent Office of Management and Budget memo calling for more in-person work. We are going to make sure that they continue to operate the way they're operating now. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A new system for managing cyber talent in government is slowly taking hold. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency has now hired 80 people using the Cyber Talent Management System. The Department of Homeland Security launched CTMS in late 2021 as an alternative to the traditional Title V pay and benefits system. But while CTMS is supposed to streamline cyber hiring, it's gotten off to a slow start. Officials fell short of their goal to hire 150 people within its first year. But CISA plans to increase its use of CTMS hiring this year, and the Federal Emergency Management Agency is set to become the next component to start using the system. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. Congress is giving the Coast Guard what it calls a much-needed funding boost. 
In the fiscal 2024-2025 authorization bill, House Transportation and Infrastructure Committee members authorized more than $14 billion for 2024 and almost $15 billion for 2025. This authorization is significantly more than the over $13 billion received this year and what the White House requested in the 2024 budget. House lawmakers authorized extra funding to deal with a $3 billion shoreside technology infrastructure backlog and payment for career status bonuses and continuation pay for Coasties. The bill now moves to the full House for consideration. Newly introduced legislation would give participants in the Federal Employees Health Benefits Program more coverage for some assisted reproductive treatments. Called the Family Building FEHB Fairness Act, it would require FEHB health carriers to cover in vitro fertilization and assisted reproductive technology, two common types of infertility treatments. If enacted, the Office of Personnel Management would have one year to implement the requirements for health carriers. The Army will hold an aviation safety stand-down after two separate incidents of helicopters colliding. Two Apache helicopters collided last week near Fort Wainwright, Alaska, killing three crew members. In March, nine soldiers died during a training flight near Fort Campbell, Kentucky, when their Black Hawk helicopters collided. The 24-hour safety stand-down must be completed by the end of this week. It'll focus on reviewing the risk approval risk management process, aviation maintenance training program, aircrew training, and supervisory responsibility. The State Department is showcasing projects that make its worldwide footprint more sustainable. The U.S. Embassy in Dar es Salaam, Tunisia, won a State Department Greening Diplomacy Initiative Award for energy efficiency, reducing waste, and partnering with the local community on eco-diplomacy initiatives. The Bureau of Information Resource Management's IT Sustainability Working Group also won an award for energy efficiency efforts that have saved the department more than $300 million. A new plan from the National Institute of Standards and Technology aims to speed up the development of digital identity technologies. NIST is seeking comment on a draft version of its Identity and Access Management Roadmap. One of the agency's strategic objectives is to accelerate the adoption of mobile driver's licenses. Another is to improve the accuracy, usability, and inclusivity of biometric and identity technologies. Comments to NIST are due by June 1st. Service members and their families will get free credit monitoring if a new bipartisan bill becomes law. Two Republicans and two Democratic senators introduced the Service Members Credit Monitoring Enhancement Act. Currently, only active duty service members and members of the National Guard are eligible for free credit monitoring services. The bill would expand eligibility for free credit monitoring to military spouses and dependents over 18 years old as well as all service members, including non-active duty reservists. The legislation would help military families stay informed about their finances and get an early warning of potential financial problems. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Monday, May 1st, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. 